0: okay question for you does your student know what's on their support plan bonus question for you does your student know and do they use those accommodations so The Student Support Plan, it could be called a couple different things. If you are in the public schools, it might look like an IEP or a 504 plan. If you're in a charter school or a private school, it could have another name to it. But essentially, it's that document that um, the whole team has agreed upon and it outlines the accommodations that are available to the student and that everyone agreed to provide. So a really common one that I see is that the student will have the ability to take their test in a separate testing location um, that's free of distractions. Um, This one is a really common one for kids with ADHD. Um, And it's useful because we want it, that that quiet environment providing them focus, um, because otherwise in the classroom, other students might be done with a test before them. Like, do you guys remember back in school where If the rest of the class is done before you, you might hear all their papers flip over or this day and age You hear their like kids will hear the laptop closing around them and they'll just be like, oh Let's let's just let's just fill the bubbles in and we're done Um, So being in a separate testing location is gonna get rid of those distractions and allow for them to put their focus into what they're doing without any of that external time pressure so Um, And if this is an accommodation that your student has, if we're working one-on-one together, um, in my sessions we go over if the student knows how to access that accommodation. Like who do they talk to? Do they know to go up to their teacher to talk to them about that? And when should they bring it up? Is this something that they need to bring up right before the test starts? Or something that they were hoping that the teacher would remember, even though they have like a bunch of other students, which it would be helpful if they knew. But sometimes you're, you know, switching classrooms and it may be a teacher that you only have for one semester. I don't know the scenario, but the student also has to be an advocate for themselves, too. So, um, is this, do they let the teacher know a couple days beforehand or the day right before? And maybe they send the test directly to that room and they go straight there? Or is this something that they're not remembering until like halfway through the test and they're like, oh, yeah, I, I was supposed to take this somewhere else, but now they can't really retake it. So it's really important not only for them to know that they can do that, but what are the steps that they need to take in order to actually access that accommodation? Um, and then how should they do that? You know, how do they be. Um, how do they self-advocate for themselves in a kind, respectful way, in a mature way that's going to keep the partnership between the student and the teacher, um, a, working, a working relationship, right? So here is, once they know all that, that's really great. I'm glad we got that down. Here's the part that sometimes people miss, and this is the part that we work on in our sessions. And it is asking the student to reflect on if the accommodation worked or not. So this is something that really helps integrate and helps build that muscle in a student's brain about self-advocacy and then also knowing what works for them. So um, whether or not it worked is different than whether or not the student wanted to. Sometimes students would rather have told me that they would rather stay in their classroom, get a flunking grade um get a really poor grade on something that they know they could have gotten better on instead of being the person who leaves the classroom in order to take the test. And if that's the case, that's a different conversation that we need to have about the decisions that are their perspective on what that means to take your test in a separate in a different environment and doing things that support your brain and and making those decisions based on you and um, your goals and your academic career versus everybody else's. So um, just a little caveat there on doing things that work rather than doing things that whether or not we like to or not. so we need to have a conversation about that. And then if a student is noticing, you know, like, oh, I forgot to ask my teacher that one time, so I just took the test in the classroom and then the next test I did take in a separate environment, and so in that other quiet room, and then having them reflect on, you know, what what worked for them? did were you able to like ask them questions like, oh okay, in that environment, what were your thoughts? What were your feelings around that? What how, what was the outcome of that testing material? Maybe you studied the same amount for each test, but on one you got a higher grade because you were able to self advocate and then also go into the quiet room. So knowing, asking them questions for us So we're not just telling them that like, oh, that's what you have to do. It's for them to know why they're doing it, the outcome that happens when they do it, and then for them to let that carry over and let that integrate into the rest of their academic career. Um, Yeah, take that experience, apply it everywhere. So if you need help with this conversation with your student, um, I actually work one-on-one with students to support them with this. And if that's something you wanna get started on, um, my website is illuminatefamilyworkshop.com and, um, and the link is also in the description below. So um, yeah, I will talk to you guys soon.